0: conversations with interesting and inspiring people in the large yacht industry. Today, I'm pleased to welcome Peter Herzler. Peter has more than three decades of experience in the maritime and yachting industry, starting back when he became a merchant deck officer at the ripe age of 21. Currently, in partnership with Dean, he runs Ocean Independence, which is one of the leading companies focusing on yacht brokerage, charter, management, and new construction. As much as the merchant marine industry and yachting are quite different, of course, Peter can draw upon experiences with both to serve Ocean Independence's customers and, of course, support his colleagues. He's here today to discuss some of the biggest positive changes he has observed in yachting over the years, as well as how the current world situation is causing a lot of uncertainty among professionals in the industry and among customers, of course, as well. So, Peter, thank you so much for joining us on Mega Yacht News Radio.
1: Good morning, Diane. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you very much.
0: Oh, you're very welcome. It's great to have you. You know, some of the people, several people, in fact, that we feature on Megayacht News Radio have very varied backgrounds like you do. Um, I was particularly intrigued by your experience creating one of the first owner-operated luxury cruising and charter companies. So you, can you tell us a little bit about that and how you were inspired to create it?
1: I can certainly do so. Although, if I go through the whole detailed story, it will take probably more time than we than we all have today.
0: As you can <laughs> imagine,
1: it was quite a long, a long story. It was a tedious story, and it was maybe also um, an example that sometimes you have to fail a little bit in this and that that you do in order to learn from it and and move on. The the inspiration that we have was very simple. That As you already said, um, my professional background is merchant shipping and my private sailing background has always been cruising with sailing yachts in the Baltics uh, or in the Atlantic Ocean around Europe or in in European waters. And being on the large cargo vessels, uh, my brother and myself, we thought that it would actually be very nice if we could combine the professionalism of commercial shipping with the beauty and the attraction of yachting and meaning that we wanted to operate something commercially professionally at the high standard where whereas we still wanted to go with professional yachts to small places small harbors small bays which we found of course to be the very strong attraction of the yachting scene and and that's that was our starting point point. and from there on we developed a um, well, let me call it the passenger motor sailor maybe that's kind of the word we would use nowadays of 120 feet um, we built uh, eventually the columbia fleet uh, which consisted out of three yachts all of them still being afloat and still cruising But as I said, commercially, economically, it was a big, steep learning curve. And and it was was tough. It was very tough because we were ahead of everything. We were the first people registering yachts again as commercial. We were trying to operate on the cruise uh, side of the travel industry as well as on the yachting side. So we did cabin bookings as well as charter bookings. And it was just not viable financially because our capacity, even with three yachts, was not more than 36 passengers uh, maximum. And and looking back, I'm amazed that we did get financial support from some banks. I'm amazed that we got it off the ground, but it was a very, very good experience, not financially, but otherwise. And it's the basis of everything I did later in the yachting industry. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Well, the, the good thing is that every lesson, of course, leads to a new opportunity. So that's great. That's great.
1: Definitely so. Absolutely agree with that. And I think one should not be afraid to fail here and there because uh, one does learn a lot from it. And, and of course, um, it, it's got to be on the right grounds. The motivation always has to be right. But if we believe we have a right idea, if we believe we can do it, then we should always try.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I agree. You know, chartering um, in those days, obviously, chartering was very different. Chartering in uh, the yawning industry overall in the late 1980s and early 1990s was also dramatically different than it is today. I got into the yawning industry in the early 1990s, and what I was struck by was that it was very much focused, uh, chartering, I should say, was very much focused on couples at that point and almost exclusively the Mediterranean and the Caribbean. But now it is much more family focused, it's more experience driven, and it's much more global. And I'm, I'm wondering if you agree and if you think there's something maybe driving these changes
1: it is it is not easy I think to say what exactly is driving it because I would say that probably it's a combination of various elements but when we go back in all these years that uh, where I, you and I apparently were already involved in yachting um, I think we also looked at much much smaller yachts and we also looked at the much stronger sailing yacht market as far as I remember it in comparison to the to the motor yacht market and if we look at the Caribbean in particular there were a lot of sailing yachts, and many of those sailing yachts were really only suited for a couple or maybe two couples uh, to have a fantastic uh, holiday on a yacht. This changed over the years dramatically because of the size of the yacht, because of the luxury the yacht can can offer nowadays compared to then. I think it has also moved away from what used to be a little bit an adventurous type of holiday, the yachting holiday was, whereas today, it is more a luxury lifestyle holiday in many uh, situations and and all these uh, changes since then I think also brought with them um, the changes of bigger groups. family, as you say is is a very, very important driver of any charter business that we do today and and as is happening in society the the more experience driven experiences are getting um, more important compared to the, let's say, asset-driven experiences. So what you own is maybe less important than what you experience nowadays. And this is in line, as far as I'm concerned, and my observations of societies. This is actually in line with the changes in society and the behavior of generation after generation.
0: Yeah, good point. You know, with, with what's going on in the world right now with the pandemic, there's obviously a lot of uncertainty, and it certainly has had um, a very big impact on yachting overall. I'm wondering how your charter managers uh, are, how your charter brokers, I should say, are managing the current situation. And similarly, how are your clients feeling? Are Are they looking towards, say, the the winter time or early 2021 to return to the trips that they enjoy?
1: your your first is to say you're absolutely right the charter business has come to a to a full stop uh, within days uh, we're looking at uh, we're looking at second half of march um, when when all of this happened or started to really become obvious and bookings have stopped more or less overnight from one day to another that was the first reaction of the market of the clients uh, very natural. I think everybody can understand why it happened that way. And since then, of course, a lot of things have happened and are happening. To go back to your first question, maybe first, what what are our brokers doing? Basically, there's two kinds of activities that are keeping our minds and our days very, very busy. Uh, one is the discussion with clients and owners about cancelling, postponing, deferring the charters that have been booked for the periods of like of course may initially with the events that were canceled then june charters which are also very unlikely to happen in most places uh, in around europe certainly and and now maybe even we will have to look into what what is happening with the july charters that it keeps the brokers very very busy because as always you want to deliver the best possible service to the client but you have to deal with legal aspects you have to deal with um Sometimes owners, sometimes charters who who are more reacting emotionally than contractually, which which again is fully understandable, but we need to make certain that at the end everybody um, gets what is due in a in a positive way. We we always the positive solution is what we're looking for, but that is quite a challenge. On the other hand, we do see now over the last couple of weeks for certain, even before it started, but now it's gathering momentum. We definitely see a big desire on the charter side to go on a boat. Um, and as soon as possible. And this is again not so easy because we now have people wanting to book for June. So this is sort of like the other group. The one group wants to get out of charters booked in June and, and, and this group wants to get onto charters in June. But of course we are still limited by the uncertainty with regard to which area is opening up, when and how do you get there and what are the details. So a lot of our time goes into monitoring the developments, and um, and then we try to find solutions for these clients who really want to go on board. Mm,
0: interesting. I hadn't even thought about some people wanting to get out as quickly as June. That's that's quite eye-opening.
1: It it is. It's uh, it's in a positive way surprising. It just shows the the wish and strong desire of people after having been locked down for weeks or months, even to go out there and do something and. Of course, that is maybe a little bit of a benefit of the yachting industry. What we can offer is a relatively secluded um, accommodation, let's say. We can move the boats around. You can, have a, you can go with your family. You're not meeting a lot of other people if you don't want to. Um, within, the, within what is given at the moment with the uncertainties of where, where what will happen at what time, uh, to be with your family on a yacht is actually a good idea, and a lot of people recognize that.
0: Mm Very true. Very true. I want to switch gears for a moment to the yacht buying experience. Um, Like we were talking about with charter, yacht buying is very different today than it was several years back. Uh, The clients are far more educated about particular builders, even particular yachts, before they ever pick up the phone or send an email to contact the listing brokers and, and engage project managers in conversations for sure. What are, what are some of the changes that you've observed uh, in both the brokerage and perhaps the new build side in terms of how the customers are approaching them?
1: It is exactly as you say the the clients are more educated i 'm not sure educated is the right word, but certainly they're more informed and, and that all has to do with the internet. Clients uh, find far more easily access to information on yachts, whether it will be technical, whether it 's images, whether it 's locations, even availability and If we really go back to our early days the the big asset of the of the broker was really to know where a yacht might be available to purchase which was impossible to know for a client far away in the country because it was all local knowledge it was transformed by telephone by personal visits now and we all know that and again it's a change in society in general and not only affecting the yachting world information is easily available so the role of the broker as being the source of information of knowing what is available, where, at what condition, etc., has changed, at least in my opinion, um, to actually helping the client to assess the information. Because as we and certainly Corona or COVID-19 is a very good example of that, we are all, I shall say, flooded with information. Although the information, of course, is not always correct. So. There is a lot uh, of things available to us. We all get it through media in one way or another or social or, or whatever it is. But we get the information. Now, how do we know what's right or wrong? And in that sense, the broker plays a different but even more important role in the past because, yes, uh, clients do come with a lot of information. But many of them still don't know how to value the information, how to rate it versus other information they have. They don't know exactly where where a yacht sits by comparison to some other yachts that are offered in the market. And the broker's role, while it has changed, has not become less important, in our opinion. Mm-hmm.
0: True. Again, because of the pandemic, a lot of businesses have taken a step back. And reassessed their strategies in terms of their marketing presence. Boat shows have been a huge part of that for many, many years, and a lot of them, as we know, have been postponed or cancelled. Has ocean independence pivoted its strategy in terms of its its brokerage presence, its physical brokerage presence at events. <laughs>
1: At boat shows, certainly, because boat shows are, for any brokerage company, a little bit of a, a two-edged sword um, in the sense that they are very, very expensive. They are also very unproductive, usually, spe- usually in terms of direct sales. So whereas you, you might think from an outside that oh, people go to boat shows and they buy boats, this is the case when it comes to the smaller boats, possibly, to equipment, possibly, but it's very rarely happened with really large yachts. It does, it does happen, admittedly, but it, these are the exceptions and not the rules. So why do we all go to these boat shows? Um, we go to these boat shows because they create an appetite in the clients for the yachting experience and for the yachting lifestyle. And this is a long-term investment. For every company to show itself, to to speak to potential clients, to speak to existing clients, to maintain relationships and to keep the, as I said, to keep the appetite for the yachting lifestyle uh, alive. Now we are in a situation where we are forced to not go to boat shows because they are canceled. And and we believe strongly that also the autumn boat shows in Europe are not going to happen and possibly should not happen. And, And this will force us to look at what other formats are there. I personally still believe in boat shows, but maybe we need to be more in partnership with the people organizing the boat shows with the other exhibitors to make certain that we achieve what we want together. Um, And and in a way, COVID-19 gives us an opportunity to rethink the concepts and then hopefully come up with with some new ideas for the future.
0: Yeah, I think COVID-19 has also given us an an opportunity to take another look at what yachting really represents. A few minutes ago, you were talking about the advantage of having your family together on a boat in a quiet area, not around a lot of crowds. And I think that's really going to be the the theme, if you will, of a lot of yachting trips on the, the charter side and as well as on the owner side for the future. You know, we've seen trends like personal well-being, spas, all of those aspects um, becoming more and more important. Um, do you, Do you think that's going to continue in the years to come? Do you think that's something that kind of got a Uh, perhaps a a stronger pull, so to speak, because of COVID-19.
1: I I would expect so. I mean it's always been it's always been the strong element of yachting is let's take the family as an example again to be together with people you love to be to have you know fun to be safe to have a certain amount of luxury depending on the yacht you choose uh, to be able to move around and not just be in in a house in one place for whatever it is 10 days all these things have been very very, very strong points of chartering always, or owning a yacht always, and will continue to to be that. Um, COVID nineteen just sort of enhances the fact that you, you that you can do that, and 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 we might benefit from it. If in in the short term, whether we benefit from it in the long term, I'm I'm a bit more sceptical about it, because people will ad- adapt to it. We will have there will be a solution. There will be you know all oh, there will be vaccination. There will be medic- med- medication against it most likely in the future, not in the very near future, but in the in the far future. So I'm I don't think that it will have a long lasting effect. But at the moment, yes, it does certainly highlight the advantages of being able to do something with a small group of people, a group of people you know, and if you add to that private deviation, so you can really relatively well protect it. In a well-protected way, go from a airport to your yacht or to a chartered yacht, do a wonderful cruise, and fly back. Um, that is definitely a possibility. That is now even more attractive than it usually is. But the strong points have not really changed, in my opinion.
0: Right. Well, Peter, thank you so much for joining us today and and sharing your your honest opinions and insight. It's very much appreciated.
1: You're most welcome. It's been my pleasure and wishing everybody a safe, healthy, good time and look forward to seeing you on board or near the water. Thank you very much. Absolutely.
0: Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you. Yes, let's all have uh, good health and and get back to the wonderful ocean that we love so much. Everyone, if you'd like to learn more about Peter and the team at Ocean Independence and what they can do for you, you can visit their website, which is oceanindependence.com. That wraps up this episode of Mega Yacht News Radio. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please share the word on social media and subscribe to our feed automatically. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play Music, and Google Podcasts. And, of course, if you'd like to learn more about what's going on in the world of large yacht cruising, new construction and design, you can check out our daily updated website, which is megayachtnews.com. Until next time, I'm Diane Byrne.